Welcome to the Brain Food Podcast. In this one, this is... I don't want to call it a two-parter because today's episode is really different to the one in the previous episode. Are you feeling too chipper today? Are you looking for something to really bring you down? Please <laughs> go back and listen to our last podcast episode where we discuss about the guy who volunteered to be in Auschwitz and his heroic but ultimately... Well, I don't want to spoil it in case you didn't hear last week's episode. It's depressing but inspiring at the same time. This is amazing. And it's a person we should all learn about because people do something like this. They should be talked about, I feel like. So yeah, go listen, learn. I completely agree. Whenever I hear someone who doesn't want to go and see something like depressing or miserable or read something that's an important part of history because it's just too miserable, I kind of like, I agree, but you should because... It also puts things in context, oh, you know, because a lot dude. of things, you know, just like with everyday life, it's it puts everything in context. You're just like, yeah, off the air. Yeah, this we is were, pretty. Uh, we were complaining about like, going to the grocery store, and it's like, oh god, I got it, USA. I got to go to the grocery store. And it's so busy because it's Fourth of July tomorrow, and I'm doing a barbecue. And it's like, it's not that bad. Come on. Yeah, it's a, a fantastic way to put things in perspective. Yeah, I got to go to that grocery store that has like every food imaginable at my fingertips for cheese. Yes, we are, we are horribly, horribly spoiled. Uh, today, though, if you are listening to this from the future and you've stacked up all our back episodes and you were made miserable by last week's episode, today, a fighting bear. I feel like this is where we did that Roosevelt yeah. episode and then it was like, and then, what was he doing? It was something about crocodiles, right? Uh, it was... A Whatever it was, Roosevelt did something badass and it was like a war bear or something. It was as cool as go through our archives if you haven't already and grab a listen to that. It was yeah. in the Roosevelt three-parter. That's uh, I love that episode, even though I don't remember what Roosevelt did. It's just because Roosevelt did so much awesome stuff that you lose track of all the awesome things. It's true. And we have probably more episodes to do on him at some point because he, he you know, endless supply of great content. Yeah. I have some follow-up. I, I, well, I sort of have follow-up and I don't. I have it written down that I was supposed to follow up about whether slavery was a thing in POW camps. I did not do that. Uh, I don't know why it's on my notes. I don't really know why I'm mentioning it. I'm sorry, audience. Uh, hopefully next time. <laughs> definitely next time. We'll look, we'll look at definitely a thing in the German camps. Was it a thing in the Allied camps? Cheering. We, of course, if it was in the Allied camp, would they call it slave labor or would they be like... They're just, you know, making themselves useful and we're giving them food and stuff. History is written by the victors. And I'm also curious about like more modern POW camps and what the case of like slave labor is today. Like there's there's modern wars going on. What's going on? It's, it's, it's quite an interesting subject. I'm sure there's like some convention about it. But as is the case with conventions, I'm sure there are people who are breaking said conventions. Just is it ever the guys we see as the good guys from our perspective? Anyway, uh, should we hit some reviews then and then do a little bit of housekeeping and then get into Warbears? And we should also actually just very briefly announce the winners again because we they have not emailed us yet. So Dark Magician 2904 you won first prize on the last contest. Uh, Cole Riggs, you won second prize. And uh, a fellow runner-up is Andrew James Drake. Please do email us at podcast at todayifoundout.com. And uh, yeah, we'll get you your prizes. Yeah, uh, just uh, just drop us an email and don't get any ideas, people. We will verify that they actually do have these uh, iTunes accounts. So yes, uh, drop us an email and we'll sort all of that out. Not that we don't trust you, audience, in, in, in every way. That sounds like I'm being way too skeptical, but you know, this is the internet. 
So uh, I want to hit up some new reviews because we've got some good ones coming in or just good ones lately. I, I guess we've got better and listen to people. I've, what I like about the reviews is people are like, you guys listen to the feedback. You get rid of things or you change things up depending on, on what we say, which is cool. And I really like that people are actually saying things as well, not just being great like, show, thanks. hey, great, great show. <laughs> you know, they're actually saying, giving useful feedback and also saying what's good because it's also often useful to know what is good. What do people actually think is good? Not just what people think is bad. Uh, both are very helpful. <laughs> Rather than the, this show is good and stuff. Uh, so Seth, Seth Amaha says, love the show. Kind of a slow start in the first few episodes, but that's a given for every new show and it kicks up pretty well. Best part of the show is when the hosts go completely off topic and end up talking about random facts for 10 to 20 minutes. My favorite podcast by far. And I like the fact that he misspelled podcast to podcat, or it's technically podcats, yeah. but I think we should just start advertising that we now have a podcat. I don't know what it would be, but it sounds good. Like some sort of Japanese cat pod. I just I don't know why it's Japanese, but it sounds like something they do. Like they have those pod hotels, they have cat cafes. I feel like a cat pod would be something the Japanese would be up to. Um, let's not do ten to twenty minutes on that, and let's move on to Juzzle TW. I'm sorry, Juzzle TW. I have no idea how to spell that jumble of how to pronounce that jumble of words. That is interesting and well researched. A plus. Please do more podcasts about interesting badasses people like Tessie Roosevelt. I think we should. We did yeah. Julius Caesar. That was that was the other one. And Yeah, and now Poletsky. Dude, how could well. I forget Poletsky? Last week's episode. Not a not a <laughs> not a multi-parter, but that guy was a that guy was a badass. We are meeting your request, Jalats of TW. Shall I do one more? It's short. Uh sure. Ami176. Excellent. Just excellent. Five stars. Thank you, everybody. Those were those were just people who left reviews on July 3rd. It is happening, man. The reviews are 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 really going up. I like that. Makes me feel like we're doing something good. Yeah, and we are having another contest for those mm -hmm. who are interested. And we're extending it now to Android users. So on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, and Podcast Addict. Hit us up. If you leave a review there, yeah, hit us a review and we'll... Uh, we're going to at uh, I don't I don't even remember when we I can tell you I can tell you when when the iTunes clicks over 200 reviews we're going to give away $200 and then two runner ups at 25 and 25 Amazon gift vouchers again because there's more people so we felt we should increase the prize pool and yeah and uh, just for the record on this one for people who didn't listen the iTunes ones will also be included and all previously left iTunes ones as well so yeah, yeah. still still entered so. it'd be funny if Dark Magician won again we just end up since. <laughs> well, I thought, should we make it so the same person can't win again? Like, this, maybe? No. I no. Know. I, I like, no. Uh, you know, that's, I don't know, even though he already won, that does seem, it does seem fair to give him the same shake as everyone else. That's true, I guess. It does make the, it would make the prize awarding easier because we'd already have the email. <laughs> there would definitely be rumors that Dark Magician is you. Or, or is like a, yeah, or a Dark Magician, you know, using his magic tricks ah, too. Those Dark Magicians, they're the worst. Um, uh, social media, tell me about this. I got confused. We're doing a social media contest, a similar one. I'm going to run it at the same time. If you're, if you're more into that than leaving reviews or just want more chances to win something uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, probably other social media that I'm not even aware of because I'm so out of the loop on that sort of thing. Uh, if you just anywhere, use the hashtag brain food show. Yeah. Hashtag brain food show. No, no spaces or anything uh, for that way we can actually track it and know that you said something. Uh, and just share, share an episode, share what you think of the podcast, whatever, on one of those social medias. Just, uh, you know, just say what you like about it, whatever, whatever you want to do. You really just have to say like, hey, this show is awesome or this show's, <laughs> I guess they could say this show sucks. <laughs> Hashtag brain food show. That would be awesome. 
Uh, no, it's not awesome. Uh, you you can though. No, I, I mean, I, I I suppose those people could be entered as well. There's, I don't don't want to exclude the negative. If you don't like us, use the hashtag BFS sucks. <laughs> yeah, so uh, multiple entries per person is possible, but only one per platform mm. will only count because otherwise it would be. Uh, that would be a problem. So one per fat for a social media platform. And then, I don't know, after, what do you think, three or four or 500 of those? We'll, we'll tally it up. Dude, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know where, a, I don't even know where the hashtag is on my keyboard. I try, and it's it's not as stupid <laughs> as it sounds. I've got a Czech keyboard with or it. The, or the Octothorpe, also another name for it. That's, that's the other name for it. Yes, because it's got the eight points. Yeah, and the number key, which is uh, which is this is fascinating. So, so um, in the early days of today, I found out I did a I did an article on the origin of this symbol, right? And it's so interesting because this was not that many years ago, and yet almost no one called it hashtag then. It was always, and so when I was constantly referring to it in the thing, I'm calling it like the number sign, and I'm calling it the octothorpe, and like these things. And now it's just like when I read that article, I'm like, wow, this one. Most of our our content is completely evergreen. This one, I mean, like. Part of it, sort of the origin of the symbol is evergreen, but like the way I'm talking about it is so dated just a few years later. I really need to update that one at some point. I, th- I think when I was a kid, we called it a pound key. Yeah, pound key. Like when you're, when you're on the phone, it'd be like the pound key, which is super confusing because we also have the currency, the pound, and we also have the weight, the pound. So it's like, this is three yeah. times, guys, really? And then you also yeah. have, I'm going to yeah. pound on you, which means I'm, I'm going to beat yeah. you up. Do you say that? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, so my explanation with the hashtag on my keyboard is not as bad as it thinks. I've got a Czech keyboard with the English keyboard layout, and every time I need to do a hashtag, I always press shift, and then I have to run my fingers along every key in the top thing to see which one it is. Does it not... So is not the English lettering on it? No, no, no. So it's like a quirts. So Q-W-E-R-T-Z, because the Y and the Z keys are in different places. Yeah. And this is how a lot of European <laughs> keyboards are. Some are even more weird. Really? And then the the symbols are just in completely different places because why not? Huh. That's a fun one. Today you found out. Yeah, I did not. I thought I thought you used the QWERTY. No, no, not no. that you used the QWERTY. In, in the UK, it's definitely QWERTY. In Czech, it's definitely QWERTY. Yeah. But I never switched to QWERTY, yeah. so I have a QWERTY keyboard with the QWERTY mapping. So there you go. I once tried to switch to Dvorak. Did not go well. No, no, that's uh, we we probably covered this at some point, or we should do it on a podcast episode. But yeah, this a lot of people say it's more efficient, not actually. I listened to a lot of Hello Internet about the changing to the Dvorak, and I was like, I'm going to give it a crack, yeah. and uh, no. I did not agree with Mister Gray. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have not, I have not uh, heard his episodes, but if he's saying that it's more efficient, the the data available, not so, not so favoring in that way. Data man, love it. Um, but, We'll, t- we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that at some point because that's an interesting one. Let's talk about bears. Yeah, let's talk about bears in the Polish mm-hmm. army, which sort of re- loosely relates to the last week's episode, but a little bit more lighthearted, slightly. It still ends in the death, but, you know, it's good up until then. <laughs> Spoiler alert. But it's a happy, it's a, it's a more of a happy death. He's not getting shot in the back of the head. Okay. Yeah. As executed for crimes he didn't commit. Happy, happy days. <laughs> All right. So as, um, begin, man, share me up. Come on. All right, so as we sort of talked about in the last episode, so the Germans, they invade Poland, September 1st, 1939. Famous, kicks off World War II. Yeah, on the other side of things, you have the Soviets a couple of weeks later invading Poland. Poor, poor Polish people. Yeah, good times um, and, for, the, yeah. for the Poles, not really. So this, this happens, and then uh, Germany attacks Russia, and then the Russians, of course, decide to, all right, now we're going we're gonna to release all these Polish prisoners of war who they were... 
previously executing mm-hmm. many of, as we discussed before, and, and I'm not going to get into it again because it's too depressing. And then, uh, so yeah, so they release them. So then uh, April 1942, a lot of these um, Polish units, they're, they're trying to make their way back. And so they kind of land in Persia and they're trekking through the mountainous areas there um, towards you know, Egypt and Palestine and stuff. Mm-hmm. And to regroup um, under the direction of the British army, sort of, uh, obviously they can't, they can't just go back to Poland because it's being occupied and all that. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're while they're in the mountains, they come across the the story goes anyway. This is hard to say this exactly how they acquired the bear or not, but the the general story is is the uh, Iranian shepherd boy uh, while they were in the mountains uh, found a orphan Syrian brown bear cub and uh, traded it to them for for some food. He wanted some canned meat. There was food was hard to come by, so this is solid this is, trade. Yeah, this is uh, this is supposedly how they acquired the bear, but whatever actually happened, they did acquire a bear during the journey, a bear cub. And uh, his name was Wojtek, is what they called him, and that sort of loosely translates to he who enjoys war or smiling warrior, you know, happy warrior, whatever. So yeah, the, the, I mean, these soldiers are somewhat devastated. A lot of their their fellows were being executed not long before, and now their their country's occupied. They're marching back to you know try to aid in the war effort, and so the the bear becomes something of a mascot to them, and uh, and much more, as uh, stated by author of Wojtek, the soldier war or soldier bear. Mm-hmm by Gary Pollan, uh, and he states, The Polish soldiers had come from nothing, had lost everything during the war. The bear became so much more than just a mascot to them. He was a real boost to their morale. Yeah, so uh, at this point, the bear is just an unofficial member of the 22nd Transport Company Artillery Division, Polish II Corps, mm-hmm. um, as we'll get into in a bit. He'll later become an official. That's got to be Second Corps, right? Oh, yeah, Second Corps, sorry. And I know I'm the worst person to say this because the number of times I've pronounced <laughs> Corps as corpse. Yeah. This is this is the problem that just happened is I was totally looking at that and I was say I was like say core say core say core because I keep say core say core say core <laughs> I keep saying core like when I did the the test audio which I do to sort of like practice and stuff <laughs> uh, I totally was corpse corpse every time and I was like don't yeah. say corpse um, but anyways <laughs> the number of times I've done it and then it's made it through and I'm watching it back and I don't even pick up on it then yeah. it's extraordinary it's just it's one of you I just have mental blend you know, blind spots on certain words. It's like, I know it's core. Like, I've seen enough movies to know that it's the Marine Corps are going yeah. in. And I know that it's corpse, how it's spelled. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah, one of my little mental blank yeah. spots. I like that, I always forget, like, Persia is now Iran. That's always something, I found that out way too late in life. <laughs> like, I was like, really? Persia is modern day Iran. Because, do you remember, the, did you ever play the game Prince of Persia? No, I but that, I, like, that, I actually like that movie. I know people hated that movie, but I found that movie to be quite uh, entertaining. If I mean, it's not like quality cinema, but it's it's definitely entertaining. It's fun. It's like a fun ride. And it was actually, I think... Is that one that Prince of Persia, Sands of Time? Yeah, the Sands the of Time, one? which also I think might just be the first movie ever based on a computer game that is actually decent, I feel like. I don't know if there was a... Because this is like a thing Hollywood always does horribly is... His movies based on games, but in this case, that, that was it was decent. I feel like there's gotta be good. There's gotta be other good ones, no, right? I don't think so. I mean, I'm gonna come back. I'm putting that as a follow up. I'm gonna follow up on the depressing slavery and POW camps. I'm gonna come back to you with some good movies that are based on video games. I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you one here if you want to loosely count it. Uh, the based on tic tac toe war games. War games is an amazing movie. It's based on tic tac toe. Loosely, it's like a prime element. Although, although this is the thing. So, uh, computer science uh, was my my degree and masters, and so I had a professor there who actually worked for the government uh, around these times, like at a government facility, and he 
like all of us in this computer science like class are like, this is like one of our favorite movies and we're just loving it. And he somehow gets brought up in a lecture and he just proceeds to eviscerate it at every level, like just completely crapping on our childhood love of the movie and just like breaking down everything of why this is like the dumbest movie and it should be listed as a comedy. And he goes through like point by point and we're all just like, come on, man, it's awesome. But we have, of course have the, the childhood nostalgia going and everything, but love that movie, even though it, it's apparently so wildly uh, awful um, when you actually look at, wait, it's not supposed to be funny. War games. Are you thinking of the right movie, Matthew Broderick? And uh, I really feel like I am. It's, very like over the top like we gotta go defcon one defcon one engaged and all of this stuff, yeah right? yeah it, I th- it's kind of it's, funny but when you're when you're eight or ten it's not funny it's awesome computer hacking and like this cool character and you got like global annihilation and the whole artificial intelligence it's awesome and uh, actually fun fact today i found out author eddie Deason is in that movie he's a he's a frequent contributor to today i found out <laughs> Uh, I, he emailed me several times to try to, he wanted to write articles and I did not believe it was him. So I ignored him for the longest time. And finally, finally he had his uh, agent or whatever email me. And then I was like, oh wait, this is really Eddie Deason, really? And wow. then I noticed he writes for Mental Floss. He does this on the side, which is his voice acting, which he still does and all that quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, he's a cool guy, funny guy. Um, but I was like, are you kidding me? Eddie Deason. Awesome. That is, that is cool. And uh, just to follow up on a point you made earlier, um, Prince of Persia, dude. People do people not. Do not but this is not, this, it's not like. Well, the people agree with you slightly. Now, more. are you looking on, at on Rotten Tomatoes? Right are you looking now. at critics? Because I'm sure it's eviscerated by critics. But the, the actual just that's no, no, no. That's why I said the people agree with you slightly. Yeah, more. the the it's <laughs> the audience score is 58. It's one of those movies. You want it's just the, like fun to watch. It's not. There's nothing quality about it. Uh, nothing, you know. But it's just like a fun ride, kind of. I feel like a lot like the Marvel movies, yeah. where they're just kind of a fun ride. Like there's there's no quality there at all, really. But it's just fun to watch, you know, to to go through and uh, you know have on. Is it with that guy Jared Leto as the Prince of Persia? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, uh, is that? The... By the way, thirty five percent from the critics. Fun bonus fact: this guy, and this blows my mind. Do you know the band Ninety Seconds, Sixty Seconds to Mars? What's the name of that band? It's like a, a very successful kind of indie rock mm-hmm. band. This dude's also the lead singer of that band, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, that guy's called Jared Leto too." Is it Jared? Nope, totally the same dude. Is it him, or is it? Is that really who who is in it, or is it the? Um... I don't know. I'm looking at the poster now, and it definitely looks like him. Um... Oh no, it's Jake Gyllenhaal yes. who does look yes. like him. They do look yeah, similar, though. They don't do. They? That's what I was going to say. Or is it the guy that kind of looks like him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love it when you search Jared Leto. It's like <laughs> he comes up as well. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Where were we? Oh yeah, the Prince of Persia. I was just I, my <laughs> how I got on this tangent was just a kind of bad joke about how I thought if they rebranded it today as Prince of Iran, it probably wouldn't do as <laughs> yeah. well. That that is true. Um, so that was that a long tangent for a bad joke. He wouldn't be the hero of the story in that case. I wouldn't think. No. All right, so back to the the, uh, the the bear in the army. So at this point, he's just an unofficial member of this this division of the army and uh, yep. of the of the Polish army, sort of uh, quasi in exile. And so they're they're making their way, you know, back to to the battlefronts. And this this uh, so at this point, I mean, they don't know how to take care of a bear. They don't know what to feed him or anything. So they just they just go with condensed milk, you know, something they have on hand. Uh, then uh, they feed it to him in empty vodka bottles, and uh, also give him some. Oh, it's how they it's how they eat and drink in the wild. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so it makes sense. Fed him fruit, honey, syrup. This this is what they went with, and he lived. So you know, worked worked out. 
So yeah, so he's 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 going, and uh, as he as he grows, they start giving him. They just start giving him normal uh, soldier rations. He even gets a beer ration, which he which quickly became his favorite drink, the bear's favorite drink. Nice. And uh, not, this not, can't blame him. Yeah. So some of this is going to contribute to his death later, but um, probably contribute to my death later yeah, as well. So, so. Some of this because it wasn't it wasn't just beer. They also they, he he took to smoking cigarettes. The bear really liked to smoke, <laughs> and then he wouldn't just smoke them; he would eat them as well. Um, and uh, this is not probably it's the, probably slightly more healthy. Yeah, not the best. Well, I guess it's not going in your lungs, so maybe. But you're still, yeah, probably. I would think. Yeah, you're probably still ingesting a carcinogen, but I mean, yeah, smoking and lung cancer kind of hand in hand, right? I suppose it depends on how they actually make the cigarettes and what else they're putting in it. Probably, um, maybe. But I don't know. God, there are so many good potential bonus facts in this one. But the, the, yeah, the uh, the smoking of it, I would think, gets it right. Some of the stuff right in your bloodstream. So probably today I found out video. Should you be Should you be eating cigarettes? Yeah, eating or uh, eating or smoking, which is which is healthier. Oh, that would be a good series. Something versus something that you don't need to know. Yeah, I'm I'm curious now. We got to get like Scott on or something. I'm sure he would be able to tell us. Well, probably off the top of his head. So. Despite despite so this this smoking habit and the beer drinking, he he was growing quite well. He ended up uh, six feet tall and four hundred eighty five pounds. This Wojtek, uh, this Lord. bear, yeah. So uh, eventually, he also at the time they they were using him not just kind of a mascot. He was fun to play with. They would wrestle with him, and even as an adult bear, he he quickly learned that if he was too rough with the with the people, they would they would not want to wrestle him again. So he was very quite gentle in his wrestling, very playful, mm-hmm. and even would let the soldiers win the wrestling matches sometimes. Just for fun, he also he also liked to wrestle. They had a Dalmatian uh, along with them. That was a British liaison officer. <laughs> it's not really well. a fair fight. Yeah, but, they, but he would play with the Dalmatian and wrestle with it, and just very gently, you know, they had a good time. He did not have such a good time with animals like horses. Didn't appreciate his presence, and um, he got kicked kicked a lot at first. Oh. And uh, this this ended up being he he sort of avoided horses after after some of a few times of this getting kicked in the head and whatnot, which is not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in, in the end, he's he's just grown. He like he also liked tug of war. They liked to play with him. He was their kind of their mascot, unofficial member of the army. But the problem was, is as they're going, um, as they're coming, you know, closer to the front line, that he's gonna, you know, they had to do some transporting aboard a ship, and they wouldn't. The port authorities would not let them take the bear aboard the ship. Doesn't seem super surprising there. Yeah, but so they got around the problem by making him an official member of the army, including giving him a paybook, a rank, and a serial number. And so now they even taught him how to salute. <laughs> Port officials like, yeah, I guess now it's cool. Yep. Definitely not a bear. He was now a, now an official member of the army, so they they ended up letting him in, in a cage, of course, be transported, and uh, yeah, so they go alone. And now he's a, he's an official member of the Polish army in the twenty second artillery supply company of the Polish two corps. The Polish two corps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They end up arriving in Naples, and the British courier Archibald Brown. His job is to process all the Polish soldiers coming in, and this was kind yeah. of funny because he he. he Oh, obviously, he calls Wojtek's name, gets no answer, and then the uh, Brown would later uh, say in an interview, We looked at the roster, and there was only one person, Corporal Wojtek, who had not appeared. Yeah, and so a soldier came forward to uh, to reply to the to the Brown, where, where, where's this Wojtek? And he said, well, he only understands Polish and Persian. And then he takes <laughs> Brown and shows him the full-grown bear inside a cage. And and wow. shows him the paperwork, and so he he's gets processed like any other soldier, 
And uh, he was not just a naturally not just a uh, mascot. He actually was quite useful. They trained him to carry. Uh, this was, of course, the um, the supply company of the Polish uh, army, and so this is what their job. So you know, what's great for supplies is a bear who can lift a lot of weight. And so they trained him to carry like these crates, these large crates filled with mortar shells, so he could take them to the supply trucks and get them where they needed to go uh, on the front line and all that. So he was quite useful for this. Um, and uh, as a part of this, uh, during the Battle of Monte Cassino, he did this most famously was when he was first doing this. And uh, so then after this, they became uh, so they're um, sort of the this this 22nd, 22nd transport company, their official symbol that they made was then this bear holding shells. So this becomes their official like logo. They get it put on their vehicles, their flags, uniforms, whatever this it's their mascot. And now they have him, you know, doing this. He also at one point uh, captured a thief inadvertently. Uh, so the, 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 he was where he would be stored often. The bear just kind of slept in the ammunition, you know, storage area. And mm-hmm. so there was a thief came in to try to steal some ammunition and weapons and everything. And there he finds a sleeping bear. And he kind of, as you would do, freaks out a little bit, makes a commotion as he's trying to run off. And um, this causes soldiers around to then catch the guy. And so Wojtek was, of course, a war- rewarded a bottle of beer for his his uh, heroic capture or help in capturing the, the thief. This is great. Yeah, at the end of the war, so uh, about 3,000 Polish soldiers and Wojtek ended up being stationed in uh, Berwickshire. Berwickshire. I want to say Berwickshire, Berwick. but okay. I'm not sure. Scotland. The Shire bit is often, I don't know, yeah. it's not always the same pronunciation on everything. I've never heard of that place. Oh, interesting. Uh, th- but maybe a Scotsman can uh, yeah. let us know. Yeah. In Scotland, either way. So he uh, he gets stationed there for about two years, along with about 3,000 of these Polish soldiers at the two the latter two years of the war. And then... Um, yeah, so as their as their group was demobilized in 1947, Cor, at the end of that war, after all those places they've been, they'd be like, "You're getting stationed to Scotland, I bet." Yes. Oh. This is, oh. Yeah, okay. this is a great uh, good. Yeah, because it's not even like London, which is obviously getting you know shelled right during World yeah. War II all the time. So, Blitz. so yeah, you would for sure. Assume maybe this area of Scotland's a little off the radar. Yeah, never heard of it. So, so they, they the soldiers are going home, but Wojtek he stays in the Edinburgh Zoo. They he was donated. Um, it became quite a popular attraction, and the servicemen would come back over the years and visit him as well, as uh, one of the zookeepers uh, reported. His old friends would come and visit, and occasionally they would jump the fence and give him a cuddle or a bottle of beer. If he heard the Polish language spoken, he would often perk up. So all his, his hard living, his beer and his, his uh, you know cigarettes, they ended up catching oh, up no. with him a little bit. So normally a Syrian brown bear will live about 20, 30 years old in the wild but in captivity they can live almost around a half century or so you know that's kind of the peak Mm -hmm. but you know that would be kind of a little extreme but even so he did not make it anywhere close to that um dying on uh december of 1963 at the age of around 21 22 not you know quite sure uh, exactly how old he was but uh, so among the health issues, he was suffering from many and was, uh, you know, damaged to his esophagus, presumably <laughs> from the cigarettes or or wow. maybe alcohol consumption. I don't know. Uh, either way. Hard living bear. Yeah, hard living, but uh, kind of an interesting official, a bear, the member, official member of the Polish army. And um, it's it's cool that they made him their like official mascot, like the yeah. official. I feel like if we had a badge, I would want Wojtek on there. Yeah. Like, and, and also made him really. useful. Like he wasn't just like hanging around, you know. He was also carrying supplies, doing this and, and, you know, having fun and also boosting their morale because their country was occupied. And then after the war, it would be occupied basically by another force. So 
as we talked about, kind of double occupied for all, yeah. you know, like yeah, for the Soviets were there, the Nazis were there. Yeah, everyone else, yeah, yeah. Well, not everyone else, but, you know, a lot of, you know, America, Britain, you, after World War II, you're in the recovery stage, you know, you got the Cold War, but then, then you got poor Poland still going strong with the Soviet occupation, basically, for ages. Oh, yeah, I, I live in a country where this is the case, yeah. like, until 1989, Czech Republic also not having a great time under the communists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a good time for the uh, the uh, countries behind the Iron Curtain. So speaking of, uh, you know, this bear dying a little sooner and uh, Poletsky as well in the previous episode, uh, not living long and prospering. Uh, did you know the Vulcan salute hand gesture done when they say, uh, you know, the live long and prosper thing? Is it- I'm going to compliment you every time you manage to tie this in, no matter, ha- no matter how bad it is. That was amazing. Yeah, this is a, so there is. <laughs> Speaking of living long and prospering. Yeah. I... Or, or not in this case, but wishing these individuals or uh-huh. one, in one case a man and another a bear would, would have done. This is actually the, uh, the, the hand signal here. The Vulcan salute is a slight modification of the Hebrew gesture forming the letter Shin, which represents the name Shaddai, meaning uh, so Almighty or, or God. Uh, so this, uh-huh. this. so how did this come to be in the Star Trek? Why did they Why did they adopt this? And it turns out, the uh, so the Orthodox Jews of the Ko, Kohanim, you think? Kohanim? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So they use the Shin gesture during the uh, blessing ceremony, the Nesiat Kepayim, I'm going to go with. Or the, yeah, why not? Or the priestly blessing. Priestly blessing yeah, that, in English. Yeah. Uh, the so it accompanies uh, prayer service and um, it's done. It's a little, it's a slight modification. So what they do is uh, they do it with both hands, not just one hand, and they kind of extend their hands outward, uh, kind of held at kind of a roughly forty five degree angle around the shoulder level. Uh, so it's not quite the way the Vulcans do it, but um, so yeah, it's but it's basically the same hand sign. And so this this uh, Leonard Nimoy, obviously he was uh, of Jewish descent, and he was not Orthodox Jew himself, but his uh, his grandfather was, and used to take him to the synagogue. And there he first observed this as a boy. He was um, seeing this this blessing um, gesture, and he noted in his uh, mm-hmm. autobiography, uh, "I am Spock," which is a good read. Uh, that the special moments when the Kohanim blessed the assembly moved me deeply, for it possessed a great sense of magic and theatricality. Yeah, and he he also noted that um, you're not actually supposed to look at the at the to a priest or whatever who's doing this when it's when it's happening. You're just supposed to you know be focusing uh-huh. on God, I assume. Uh, so he you're not you're not actually supposed to be paying attention to the actual you know visuals of it. And he, but of course he notes he he couldn't help but take a peek and see. And he thought you know it was, it was just he very it made a huge impression on him. This sort of like he says the magic and theatricality of it. Sure. And uh, so yeah, later when they were I like that word theatricality. I did I know as well. So later when they're filming A Mock Time, which I believe was the first episode of the second season, I think, uh, yeah. something like that. This is where the, the the gesture first shows up in Star Trek. And he was originally supposed to just kneel before the Vulcan matriarch. Uh, and the, the matriarch was supposed to put her hands on his shoulders, but sort of like knighting him kind of. But he thought this was not, didn't make sense because Vulcans were touch telepaths. And so he thought something non-touch would be the way to go. So he, looking back in his past, he thought this looked cool and this would look awesome. So he did, uh, yeah, he just drew on his Jewish roots and decided to do this this sort of hands, uh, a variation on this sort of thing, but just using one hand. It's tricky though. It's something you got to practice, right? To really be able to split those four fingers in half. Yeah, and some, be- right. some people can't do it, uh, which is kind of weird, but they just can't do it. And I think, I can't remember if this matriarch in the in the episode or someone in one of these early episodes doing it, couldn't do it. And so they had to tape her hand, her fingers together um, <laughs> to make it work. I was going to say, like, when you go to the audition for that, they're like, yeah, you must be able to do this uh, 
splitting of the fingers thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, so she couldn't. But uh, anyways, and it wasn't just he didn't just pull uh, the, the hand gesture from the also the live long and prosper. And uh, there's also a lesser known people don't talk about the there's a response that the Vulcans do to it that uh, it doesn't show up as much. But it's the response to the to the live long and prosper is supposed to be peace and long life uh, back is what oh. you're supposed to say back. And so this is very loosely based. He kind of pulled this kind of a loosely based on the Shalom Alakum, I think is how you, and it's peace be upon you. Mm-hmm. And then the traditional reply of Alakum Shalom, which is upon you be peace. There you go. I guess, you know, fiction draws often from uh, factual things. Yeah. I don't, I, not history, present day, obviously. Well, very nice. I like that worked in Star Trek bonus fact. Yeah. I've got an important question for you. Yes. Have you seen the original series? I have not managed to make it through the original series as an, as an adult. As a kid, I did watch them a lot. I don't remember anything. And as an adult, I know they have to get better. They have to. Or I don't know. I mean, for its time. I could see for its time. For its time when you're, you're thinking like 19... 19- this is the thing. It's, it's like for its time. Yeah, but there's also... It's like not, now it's not that time. Yeah, but if you think about, okay, near 1960s and you're looking at like, I don't know, what Leave it to Beaver or something, you know, you're looking at the, te- the, the shows that are on at that point. And this, a show like this would have been amazing. Like I would have, I'm sure I would have found it to be like this amazing show back then when it's looking at the yes. competition. But looking at it now and I, I keep trying... I make it a few episodes in. It's the same episode every time. Same plot line. It's the really dry. Same bad sets. Same yeah. bad acting. Uh, and, Shatner's and, shirt getting ripped open. And again, uh, and to be fair, if you look at the first season of most shows, it's bad acting. It's the characters don't quite know who they are. You know, they don't quite know how to portray. This yeah. is almost always happened. And unfortunately, I think they only had two seasons of this, right? So they didn't, you know, they got better in the movies. So that's, I assume at some point it gets better. So at some point I actually do need to make it through to see the, all the originals. But yeah, no. Yeah, I, could, I dude, I, I'm with you. I was wondering if you had made it through. I, I. It's not just the special effects, because that. I mean, there are there are old shows like that that have just horrible, like laughable special effects in this, but that are really good. Like the stories are good and all this, but this, like, it's just the same story over and over again and uh, awful. It has to get better, right? Like it must. The movies were better. You'd think. Let us know, people, if we should stick with it. Yeah, the movies were great. I've seen all the movies. I've seen every other Star Trek except for the the new Star Trek Discovery because I tend to like to wait until a show is completely done to actually watch it nowadays. I just wait till it's completely... Star Trek Discovery. uh, I took some flack for saying that I liked it on Twitter, but I think it's really good. I'm I'm very engaged with it. I was like, I want to see replicators and stuff and holodecks and all this stuff because I'm into that. Because I'm always like, when they did the uh, Enterprise and they went back, mm-hmm. I was like, but we're missing out on all of the cool technology that I half watched. Star- mm-hmm. I, I love the storylines and, and all of this stuff, but I also want to see cool technology that people mm-hmm. in writers' rooms in Hollywood have thought up because I find that cool. But they manage it with this new one. Oh, yeah? They do. This, this yeah, though, I, what I read the other day, and I have not read up on it to see if it's going somewhere, but this, if you've not heard of this, Patrick Stewart. Uh-huh being in talks to reprise his role as Captain Picard, not just in like a one-off type way, but as a regular, supposedly, in in a new uh, sort of Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be like a reboot or like a continuation or something. We have to end this podcast right now because I have Googling to do. Yeah, I, and, and to be fair, I've read one article on this and not looked into it deeply, and apparently it is just the talk stage, so who knows if anything comes of this, but... Uh, or 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 how much validity? Because of course it is just the rumor mill. But I was quite excited about that prospect. That would be amazing. I'm googling it now. Will Patrick Stewart return as Captain Picard? 
Okay, I can't read this now because we got podcasting to do, but I'm going to read about that heavily after this and after I've been to our equivalent of the DMV to get my parking permit renewed. Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the like, glamorous well, life of YouTuber and podcast assignment. While you're waiting, you know, in line, you can just sit there on your phone and read all about it. That's definitely true. I, I wanted to, it's slightly irrelevant. Have you ever seen William Shatner, speaking of Star Trek, in the television series Boston Legal? No, I have not. Amazing. Really? Like, truly, it's James Spader and William Shatner in the lead roles. And I'd never seen Star Trek. So I was kind of like, why are people always making fun of William Shatner and his acting? Because in Boston Legal, it's, he's an amazing actor. Really? And That's it's surprising. not just me you think so. He won three Emmys wow. and was nominated like six more times. That's surprising. So, Wasn't he also in 30 Rock? I feel like he was in 30 Rock and actually was, but that's a comedy. So I vaguely remember him being in that. Not 30 Rock. Third Rock from the Sun? Yes. Third Rock from the Sun. Exactly. Third Rock from the Sun. I vaguely remember I like him show. being in that. Yes. But it's been many years since I've seen that. Should we wrap this episode up? That was some good Star Trek talk. It's always good to work it in. Yeah, we should. Leave us a review. Remember, we're having a competition. We're not just sticking to iTunes this time. Uh, also, help me out. What's this? Normally, I know I normally do these end plugs, but Android reviews, Spotify, Google Podcasts, which is a new thing. Uh, also, that we need to try out, and then we can tell you if it's actually good. Stitcher, Castbox, and Podcast Addict, and then on the social media like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, really any social media where you just use the hashtag Brain Food Show, no spaces or anything like that. Obviously, do that, and we will notice it. And then after some undetermined right now, 300, maybe 400, we will announce a prize winner there for that one. And then the other, of course, when, when iTunes reviews pass 200 views. Good. I like it all. Nice episode. More uplifting than the last one. Yeah. Thank you for joining me and thanks everyone for listening. The Polish soldiers had come from nothing and lost everything during the war. The baguette. God damn it. The baguette? What the hell's a baguette?